Nicole Brandon, and welcome to Our Glass Bride. We have such a special and such a unique show for you today, and I can't imagine a better time to be having this conversation than right before the holidays, right before Christmas, the New Year's, Valentine's, all of these holidays that we have coming up that are not only love-oriented, family-oriented, relationship-oriented, but they are gift oriented as well, whether you're looking for a gift for a stocking stuffer or just something to share that's really personal between you and the one you love, then I think today's conversation is so well-versed for that. Today we are talking with Rebecca Weinberg, and Rebecca is amazing, and I love it because she's going to be able to open up the forum of a conversation in a whole new way, really talking about the special gift items, whether they're sex toys, whether it's laundry, whatever that is that we have that's along the line of fantasy, of fairy tale. When we talk about how do you make those dreams come true, those happily ever after, this is really something that we want to talk about. And Rebecca works with XR Brands. She's a new project development with Healthy and Active.com. And so it is with great pleasure and joy to introduce today's guest, Rebecca Weinberg. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's just such a wonderful subject. And so I guess one of my very first questions to you, and I always love to ask my guests, but did you know, you know, like when you were six, seven, eight, when you were a child, you know, I asked Chief Brian Cummings, the Los Angeles fire chief, did you know you wanted to work in the fire department? He said, no, I wanted to be an astronaut. I just wanted to ride the truck. And so for you, like, were you into Barbie and Ken, or did you decide you were going to create, you know, products or innovation or how to make relationships better? Or what was your childhood like? And where did the vision and dream come in? Wow. <laughs> okay, so let's see. No, I did not know I was going to end up in this industry at all. Um, yeah, I played with Barbie and Ken for sure, but um, my I think my vision or my goal as a, a child was really to travel the world, and I really liked um, law enforcement, to be honest. Um, I went into the military at 18, I ended up um, in the field of computers. Uh, My bachelor's degree is in computer science. But after college, I I looked at the starting wages for for my industry, and it just was really low. And I'm from the San Fernando Valley, which in California, which is the heart of the sex toy industry. I had a friend that worked in the video side of the business, and it really opened my eyes to other uh, paths for career. So I started, let's see, my first introduction to adult toys was when I was in the packaging business. And I found a job uh, really interesting and creative where I worked in packaging and I sold to, you know, the big companies like Coca-Cola and Sally Beauty and Conair. And one of my customers was an adult novelty company who at the time had the license for the Jessica Beauty or Jessica Simpson Beauty line. So they also did these cosmetics for her. Uh, so I was in their offices selling them packaging and saw 
this whole other side, their main business, which was adult novelties. And it looked really creative and really fun, really smart people. Um, and after selling to them for three years, I decided, let me let me see if there's an opportunity for me in this business. And there was. So I, I jumped ship. And uh, within that company, I had um, a couple women role models that, you know, I, I saw that were powerful, creative, strong women that I aligned myself with and ended up in product development. That's fantastic. I love that journey. I love law enforcement. I mean, <laughs> it's just know, an amazing leap. And it's such an incredible industry. I know that somebody was developing some products in New Zealand. And I talked to them randomly on a plane one day, and she was mm-hmm. sharing that she imported things as like kitchen appliances or kitchen toys because they had all these problems importing and I thought that was so hysterical and it's now you can drive down the street and see novelty shops where before it used to be like this hush hush thing and now it's in a local neighborhood that you can go in and so what do you think created the shift and change that now it's just so widely accepted and so widely desired in our daily lives and in our relationships? Well, I think it's a couple different things all combined. Um, First is, you know, this industry was really started by men, and they had an old-school vision of the way uh, sex toys should be. And, you know, that was, I would say, about 40 years ago is when these big uh, majors started. And over those past 40 years, women have become an instrumental role in these companies and also shifted the way of their thinking. Now we're we're not targeting men anymore as our main customer. It's women. It's women that want to improve their sex lives, um, want to share it with their partner, uh, just becoming more open in general. So that mindset has changed a lot. Um, Also, you know, the only place you could buy toys back then was at a dirty bookstore that was targeting men, uh, what we call uh, jack shacks. Sorry for the name, but that's what they were. It was where only usually men would go. So the shift, I, the shift I think, started with the online. Once the Internet came around and you're seeing um, more accessibility to toys, it's easier to buy them. Um, you don't have to show your face. You don't have to walk in a store. It's just a simple click. So that opened up um, a big demand. And then so also the shift in retail stores have went from those old dirty bookstores to female-friendly, couple-friendly boutiques. Um, you can even find poison in your mall these days at Spencer Gifts. I mean, it's just so readily available um, so it's a big shift, and then also it's money. You know, it's it's a money-driven industry. Now the big thing is you're seeing these big convenience store chains or see stores like Walmart and and uh, Target and all of these other mass stores getting into adult a little bit, and I think it's definitely money-driven. They see that it's a growing industry. Um, it, it's it's estimated to grow between. 6 to 12% per year. So it's definitely um, a new avenue for people to make money. 
That's incredible. That when I you talk see. about Spencer Gifts, I grew up with Spencer Gifts. And I know. I remember even then, it was like a little edgy. You can find things that were maybe a little dirty, or you can find things that just a sense of humor was raw, a t-shirt, or a gag gift, or whatever that is. So the fact that they can open it up in such a way is just phenomenal and fascinating to me. And I love the fact that you talk about it was a male-driven industry, it was a male-created industry, that the Internet has changed it for women. And so then what about the education? Because it's one thing to be able to go online and say, okay, this is a, a butterfly or this is a whatever this is. And, and to be able to click, have, are there, is there someone to talk to? Is there someone to call? Is there education and stores <laughs> on what you would need or what you would enjoy or what would enhance your sexual activity with your partner? Well, I think that, you know, you're right. Education with the Internet being now available, it's it's so easy to click away. There's there's now titles called sexologist or, you know, people that that is their daily job is to train you or to teach you about sexual wellness, sexual health, toys. Every question you might have, you can easily find an answer to on the Internet. There's live... Uh, live chats, there's blogs, endless amounts of blogs of people that they they really specialize in this industry. So yeah, anything you want to know, it's it's there. That's incredible. I know that I was in a store recently and they were carding girls that were coming in. And so is there an age range or an age limit that you're saying you have to be 21, or you have, or, or or are teenage girls being educated as they're growing and becoming women into this is what's available and possible for them? Well, you know, I have a 15 year old daughter, so um, I do see the firsthand knowledge that is consumed from online or wherever they get it with their friends. So. Um, they are carding for that area of the store. You have to be, I believe, 18 years old. Um, so that's definitely in place. Um, online, it's a whole other story. As long as you have a credit card, you're, you're usually good to go. Um, but I believe you have to be 18 to have that credit card. Um, so, Sorry, say your first question again. <laughs> was, but you really were answering it. Is there an age limit? And you're saying, yes, it's 18. And then are kids being educated? And you're saying, yes, that they are because they go online out of curiosity. Right. And they're already exploring and they're already finding out this information. And I know when you receive catalogs or even when you go online, there's so many other products that are being offered, whether they're lubricants that heat up or whether they're lingerie. And so... The companies that you work with, do they offer the full gamut as well as the toys? Do you have the oils and the lotions and the potions? We, and the, yes. We have we have about 1,500 items in our catalog of items, and they go the whole spectrum from male masturbation to female masturbation to couples to bondage to lubricants to... Uh, tightening gels, all different sorts of things that you can um, increase pleasure with. Uh, we, we really cover the entire spectrum. 
That's amazing. And did it, do you hear about the pheromones? That, is that how you say it? Pheromone sprays pheromone. or lotions to attract a lover. Mm-hmm. And do you sell those as well? And do they work? We've got a question being popped in here with that. So. Okay. So um, let's see. The current the company I work for now does not have any pheromone items, but I have developed pheromone items in the past. I've, I've developed pheromone shower gels, uh, pheromone lubricants, and yeah, pheromones are interesting because you can you can find different kinds of pheromones. Um, and typically, when a product is made with pheromones, it it uses synthetic pheromones although there are real pheromones out there, but synthetic is the ones that we use here in the U.S. I, I think it's FDA regulated. And it's such a itty-bitty, tiny amount that goes into it, into the product itself because pheromones themselves are, are very expensive. Um, so do they work? I, I don't think there's any proven science to them working, um, but, but it's all about having fun with it, and a lot of it goes into the, the psyche and... You know, if you believe you're attracting, maybe you will attract more. It's it's not always a proven thing, but um, it's fun, to say the least. It's interesting. The Young and the Restless, the soap opera right now, they have a whole storyline going on about in the lab, creating a new fragrance that has the pheromone that all of a sudden will drive people wild and attract people to you and will break the fragrance industry. And The Young and the Restless is the oldest soap on the air right now. It was originally started by Procter & Gamble. It was a radio show before it was. And so the fact that you have a show that's been on the air for so very long that has a following of people that could be 100, people that could be in their 80s, and then new followers, new young moms, but that this is a storyline that they're bringing to light right now that this is possible mm-hmm. just the idea of attracting people in a different way is just so interesting to me yeah and you know pheromones everybody has their own natural pheromones that they give off and yeah it's it's not the easiest thing to to replicate that in a in a mass market product but um the idea of pheromones is definitely it's fun it's it's romance it's you know, a little tease. I don't know. I, I think people just really like the idea of how can I increase my attractiveness to to a partner. I love all this. This is amazing. And I want to go back to something that you said. You said that you were creating, that you were working on these pheromone, on the shower gel and the lubricants. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about Rebecca the Mad Scientist. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's see. We, with our industry, it's 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 often about recreating or let's say improving the wheel, as they might say. How do you improve something that's already great? So my job is to do new takes on items. So everybody has a water-based lubricant out there. What can I do to make it different? What can I make it do to make or make it special? So that's where the warming and the cooling additives come in and the tingling sensations being added to lubricant or a scent, a pheromone. Um, we just recently created um, a, uh, a lubricant that is, is a vaginal scented lubricant. And the goal behind that was really 
um, to target men that use um, a sleeve, a masturbation sleeve. So what it would do is add a new sense to the action of masturbation. So not only are they they using the lubricant, they also have the smell involved of a real woman. So it's just taking it to the next level. Um, that was one thing. Let's see. I created an item called uh, Climax Bursts for Tofco a long time ago, and we added these little suspended beads throughout the lubricant that were just vitamin-infused beads, and they burst when you when you rubbed them in. And we did a warming and a cooling and aphrodisiac and all of these different ones. And I mean, they still are great sellers. They're they're visually pleasing. They look really interesting. So just always trying to reinvent the wheel is the way we look at it. Uh, the newest trend I would say right now is is um, the whole Silicon Valley uh, group of people, all of these um, really smart uh, people trying to reinvent the wheel. And whether it be making a, an egg, a vibrating egg into Bluetooth connected or where I can control your vibrator from 3,000 miles away so that a couple that is separated could then uh, use a toy with their partner. Technological advances are coming into play now, and um, it's, it's really interesting. A lot of MIT grads, um, if you look at the WeVibe, it was a group of MIT grads that created it and were able to patent something new that uh, this item stimulates the G-spot and the clitoris, and we're able to patent it so that nobody else can compete with them. They sold millions. I mean, they really, really took over with that item. So you see a lot of people seeing the opportunity, and if you can just have that one item that's so different that you can protect and also sell it, I mean, it's it's a gold mine for a lot of people. I love this. I, I mean, just the idea of controlling somebody's vibrator 3,000 miles away, the technology today is absolutely fascinating. <laughs> it's incredible. It, it really is. I love that you talk about the products, you know, with the beads or that how do you make something different? How do you make something special? And so when you have a lubricant and you were talking about silicone or different products, synthetic products, and is there safe compared to non-safe lubricant or healthier for the environment of the body? Is there something hmm, you would say, I would choose this product over this product because it has this in it? Okay. Well, when it comes to lubricants, you have um, some pretty clear-cut kinds. You have your water-based, which is it's water-soluble, so it's not going to stain anything. Um, but it doesn't last as long as, let's say, a silicone lubricant, which is 100% silicone. It's not water-soluble. It might stain your sheets. But it's going to last a lot longer and with the silicone, you can use it in the shower, you can use it in water, and it's it's not going to just uh, evaporate. So those are two clear-cut kinds of lubricants. And then you also have your hybrids, which which is a water base with a little bit of silicone added to it. So it, it's a little longer lasting than water base, but it's also not going to stain your sheets, and you can also wash it off pretty easy. So those... Those three are pretty much your, or those two, the silicone and the water base, are your bases for all loops. And then it'll go into different kinds of, um, I mean, every silicone can be broken down to different uh, 
different um, performance levels. You have your your fine grain silicone, which is like a smoother. Um, it's not going to bead up. It gives like an even coat. Uh, so it just really depends. It's very hard for the consumer to decide which is better. Um, I would go with like anything called platinum, like a platinum silicone typically is made from a higher grade of silicone. Um, and then in terms of what's healthier for the body, uh, silicone is not absorbed by the body. So eventually it has to be washed off um, or or it's going to come out on its own. Water-based, it's a little different. It can be absorbed by the body. Um, so silicone, I don't think it has much effect on the body because it, it is not absorbed. And the water-based, it is. So... Is it healthy for the body? I'd say yes. Uh, everything, typically our loops in this industry are made in the U.S., so we, we come under FDA regulations. Um, you have to use FDA-approved ingredients um, at a FDA-registered lab. And that's something you'll see a lot these days is the FDA really trying to crack down on our industry, not, not just loops, but certain devices like pumps and uh, C-rings those kind of items are now being regulated. Um, so definitely with the lubes, you're going to see a new trend with FDA coming down requiring uh, what they call a 510K certification, which it, it's something that requires clinical trials. Um, it requires a lot of money to get one formula approved. So it's, we're going to see a shift in our, our lube industry in the next, I'd say, year or so once those uh, new laws are implemented. I imagine those people working in the FDA, it must be so much fun for them to get this. <laughs> <laughs> I think they actually Yay, like something <laughs> different, I'm sure. But this must be so exciting for them. You've got all these enthusiastic <laughs> FDA inspectors sort of Whoa. wandering around saying, oh, I better just try this and make sure it works. <laughs> <Take this home. laughs> and then do people ever write into your company and say you should have a product that looks like this or you should do something that looks like this? And or yeah. do you take suggestions from the mass many or from people that have desires or sexual proclivities we, that yes. Absolutely. We get we get all kinds of emails um from really good ones. Maybe they're uh, improvements on our products that we already sell. This is too tight, this is too loose, it doesn't adjust correctly. And we take all of that information and we, we make adjustments to our product line based on that. Um, I do get some ideas a lot, a lot from my friends even, um, but because a lot of people don't really know the entire industry, what's already out there. Typically, the idea already exists, um, and but it is fun to to hear these different ideas. We get some off the wall ideas, which um, we we wouldn't consider for mass for for the, the bigger of the population, just because they're so niche, but um, yeah, I, I get letters, I get pictures, I get all kinds of things from customers all the time. Okay. When you talk about something being too big or something, are there sizes in the sex toy industry? Um, well, that was in reference to uh, a an item. It was like something that you wear, a harness yes. of some sort. Yes. But are there different sizes? Yeah, there's they go from itty-bitty to humongous. There's every size you can imagine, every shape you can imagine, we, we make it. 
That's incredible. And then is there too dangerous? Because you hear stories of celebrities that are rushed to the hospital because something is stuck inside of them. And are there manuals that say this is how to use this product or things that people should or should not do? Um, Well, typically the ones that end up in the hospital with something stuck in them, um, we're not using the product correctly or as intended to be used. Um, most most anal toys base on them so that it would prevent from from getting lost inside you. Uh, using an item, let's say like a bullet, it's never recommended to use it anally because that bullet can break off of that wire. Um, so there there's certain toys made for certain things, and you should never use them for other purposes. I love this. This is just the best information ever. And then how about shopping? As the woman was telling me on the airplane that she ships her products in as kitchen appliances. When they arrive, is, are they discreetly wrapped so your neighbors aren't <laughs> circling around your house? Or how do they ship? Um, well, we ship at our company, we ship about 3,000 boxes a day. And um, we ship in in plain brown boxes, and the shipper's name is Shipping Department. So it's very discreet. Nobody's going to know what's inside your box for sure. Um, And that's funny that you mentioned the kitchen thing because that's that's one of the places you can get the best ideas is walking into – I used to go to linens and things. I think they're out of business now, but – I would get so many ideas from the kitchen supply department. It's not even funny. Like just from colors and shapes and, I mean, there's just so many possibilities. Are there how-to videos, how to use the toys, how to use the products? On on ours, we have have some how-to videos. On the items that are a little bit more advanced, we do videos for them. We have uh, we have a electro-stim wand um, that we sell, so we definitely have a how-to video on how to use it and where to use it and and all of that. But typically on a vibrator, we're not gonna we don't do videos on how to turn the dial or things like that. But a lot of companies do. And do you suggest is there a way to talk to your partner about sex toys? to start the conversation? Good question. Um, Interesting. For me, and I can speak personally, um, I I don't like to do it off the bat, but if you're in a committed relationship and toys are not involved, it's a great outing for a sexy evening to go into, let's say, a pleasure chest in Hollywood and and check out what they have. You're going to be so surprised. You don't have to come home with a big, huge, um, crazy machine. You can go in and you can, you know, get some furry handcuffs and some massage oil or, you know, a little uh, a little tickler. It doesn't have to be extreme, but these are all just additives to increase your partner and your self-pleasure. So I would start with, you know, hey, let's, Let's go do something fun for tonight. Let's go check out this this store. It's not a CD store. It's comfortable to go into, and you know, go in with. Let's go in with the budget in mind and pick a few little things and try it out. I mean, it definitely keeps keeps the relationship fresh and 
and keeps that spark or can rejuvenate a, a spark that's went out. It's definitely a fun activity to do. Is there a place to begin for somebody that's never used sex toys? Would you say, well, I would start with the vibrator, I'd start with the paddle, I'd start with, is there a beginning place or is that different from each and every person? Well, for women, I mean, I would recommend that they use something on their own first. And I would start with a small vibrator. You can even start with a bullet, a little three-inch vibrator um, for external stimulation. I would get comfortable with using a toy by yourself first. Uh, The more comfortable you are, the more comfortable you're going to be sharing that same experience with your partner. Um, And then bringing bringing your partner into that, too, where they can also uh, use a toy with you. Um, I think something like that might be might be the best way to go about it. I love this. And what about the world of lingerie? Or I even know that, and you're talking about the pleasure chest, or in some of the shops, they have sheets. They have Velcro sheets, or they have swings, or they have... <laughs> and can you talk a little bit about that whole other world that exists around the toys? Sure. Um, swings, they're a great seller for us. Many couples um, purchase them. We have every kind of swing you can imagine, from ones that screw into your beams and your ceiling to to ones that just hang over your door so you don't have to drill them in, and you can easily put them in your closet when you're done. Uh, it, it's definitely fun. It's different. I've used a swing before, Um you definitely have to get a good one, something that's comfortable and padded, but it adds a whole different way to have sex with your partner. It's not missionary. It's the least, it's the furthest from. And um, so there's swings, there's bondage, the Velcro sheets are really neat. Um, you can You can buy straps for your bed that go under the bed. You can buy cups that hook to your headboard. There's so many different slings now to aid in sexual positions. If you want something that holds your legs up, it exists. If you want something to pull your partner closer, it exists. Um, there's there's rubber sheets. If you want to do a new room massage, which is it's a, a nude body-to-body massage, um, we have rubber sheets for that. Uh, the Velcro sheets, I know a company has, like, the entire thing is kind of Velcro but soft still, so you can pin your partner's hands down, um, which is really neat. I mean, it's not something, doesn't have to be something that's so, like, BDSM. It's just more of let's take away, let's take away your ability to, to, to get away from pleasure or let's, um, let's blindfold you so that you remove that sense of sight and you heighten every other sense while doing it. Like there's so many little things that you can do to to really uh, explore your your sexuality a little differently. I love this, and it's such an amazing industry. Like you're saying, that the the growth of this business is just leaps and bounds. And if somebody was interested in getting involved in the mm-hmm. sex toy industry or in the adult novelty industry, where would you su- suggest they begin? Hmm. It's a good question. I would suggest they begin by 
uh, let's see, visiting uh, visiting a convention, visiting the adult video um, convention in Las Vegas, where there's also toy exhibitors, and and seeing who are manufacturers, who are they? Uh, you know, there's a big diff- there's a our industry is very um, complex. We have our mass, our we have our manufacturers, we have our distribution, we have our retailers, and we have the whole online business too. And then we have our private label. So there's many different layers. Not everybody does everything. So really understanding the industry is is the first way to go. Um, and it really depends. How do you want to get involved with this industry? Do you want to do you want to create toys? Then you would go work for a manufacturer. Do you want to be a blogger? You can start your blog today and just and and really learn about toys and talk about them and partner up with some of the manufacturers. If you want to open a retail store, um, you know that anybody can do that. There's just so many options with our industry. It's it's pretty it's pretty vast. There's I think there's over uh two thousand adult manufacturers and adult novelty manufacturers now. So it's it's a big industry and it's worldwide and uh definitely a lot of different options depending on how you want to get involved. And what's your favorite part about working in this industry? I think uh, let's see. My favorite part is number one is the people that are in it. Um I, I probably have the best job on the planet. The people are so eclectic and so open and friendly and happy. And our industry, it's so small that you know everybody. So any trade show you go, I go to a trade show in Germany, I know everybody. So it's kind of like a little reunion, even though they're competitors, uh, they're friends. So it's just a, it's a fun industry. Um, It's funny if you go on like my Facebook I have 500 of the same friends as everybody else, and it's it's a very tight <laughs> click. It's inter- it's so interesting. And if you see somebody, oh, who's this person? We have 400 like friends, but I don't know you. You know she's in your industry. You should probably friend her and get to know her. This is just so fascinating to me, and I love this information. And I love because it really hits every age and every stage of relationships. So if you're just stepping into a relationship, a way to explore each other, a way to experiment, a way to enjoy, and if you've been in a relationship for many years, a way to deepen the relationship or take it to another level or keep it fresh. And so it it just, and even in same-sex relationships, I know that you have so many toys and gifts and ways to offer to be able to enjoy each other. And so for me, it's amazing because it's like a peacock umbrella industry. Yeah, no, you're right. There's we we sell to everybody. We make products for everyone. There's no barrier. Um, you know, we have strong, very strong gay lines. Like we just um XR just uh did a license deal with Tama Finland, which I don't know if you're familiar with Tama Finland, but he um he's an artist that passed away probably twenty years ago and he's famous in the gay in the gay uh, lifestyle, and and he's like an icon. Um, so he's an artist of homoerotic art, all black and white, well, mostly black and whites, that they're just world famous. They just launched a postage stamp for Thomas Finland in Finland. Uh, you might have seen it on Bill Maher, if you watch Bill Maher, uh, a couple weeks ago. 
So we're, we teamed up with the foundation for them, and we developed an entire toy line, um, really hand-in-hand hand with the foundation. And uh, that'll be coming out in January, so that, that'll be interesting. It's going to be a huge game-changer, at least for our toy, uh, the gay side of our toy business. Just amazing. And then how about books like Fifty Shades of Grey? Or any of the original Anne Rice or The Secret or books that include the sexual toys or people's sexual proclivities and expansion of that. Is there a burst in your industry after a book like that is released? Or do you also have books that complement your toys that keep people in that space? You know, we don't do any books. Um, that's one thing that we don't manufacture. But there are plenty of books in our industry um, that they've been around a long time. But the Fifty Shades of Grey book, when it came out, we've already had all of these items. We've been selling uh, Kegel balls and, and every every item that's in the book, we've been selling it. But as soon as that book hit, everybody sold out. Every manufacturer that sold Kegel balls or um, anything, bondage ties, they sold out, like, immediately. There was this huge influx to get more inventory quickly, and uh, and then a lot of people got stuck with a lot of inventory. We still have inventory from when that book came out. Luckily, there's a movie coming out, and we'll see a, another big resurgence in the demand uh, for those products. But we definitely have them all. We have an entire line called Graygasms. One of the one of the items in that line is just the, the silver tie that. Uh, that's used in that book. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting market. Our, our business is good. definitely going to uh, take a little upswing on on bondage BDSM type items uh, in February. And it's incredible because I know that books like The Story of O or any of Anne Rice's original books, and that you know, she was writing under a different name at that time, but even the Harlequin romance novels. And some of the Blaze books that you would think those would just skyrocket the sales of the sex toy industry. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with those books, um, and I'm not sure if they did or not. But the mass appeal from the Fifty Shades book and the movie coming out has, has really, really changed the way our industry is and what it sells and what's selling. Um, you know, typically a number one seller for us is a rabbit. When Fifty Shades comes out, it's handcuffs, it's a whip, you know, it's all of these sorts of items that, that uh, you know, the average person is is finding a new acceptance for them and, and they're not as taboo anymore when it's now mainstream. You know, it's not it's not wrong to to play, you know, to have a little whip or something and to to get a little pleasure from a little pain. It's, a, it's just a whole new acceptance, I'd say, on on the harder core, uh, less vanilla stuff. And I love that you have a silver tie. That's <laughs> hysterical. I mean, to me, you have no idea. I'm grinning ear to ear. Just the fact that you've created that, or <laughs> that you've created the line of products around that. And then when you talk about the whip or the handcuffs, I also know that they have fur whips and fur handcuffs. So are there people that come in and say, well, I want to try this, but this is a little bit tamer. We're going to start here. This is a little softer version of what we want to go for. Absolutely. And it's also price point involved, too. 
you know, when you go in, you can you can actually buy rubber handcuffs now, things that aren't going to chafe your skin, that you're not actually locked in. You can buy starter bondage. We also have a line called Frisky, which is it's all starter bondage, and it's a lower price point and more comfortable product. So, yeah, you have your furry lining on your cuffs, where if you wanted to go for something more advanced, you might want real leather cuffs with with a real lock and key. Um, so, you know, definitely there's the shades of gray. It's, it's really a rainbow starting at vanilla. And you can really pick whatever your shade is that you're most comfortable with. And then who mostly is buying the toys for the woman? Is it a woman coming in saying, I want to buy a vibrator and I want to start here, or a couple that's coming in and saying we want to play, or do men come in and actually buy toys for the women? It's it's interesting because I don't work retail, so I'm not 100% sure on that end, but the research I've done, it's about 50-50 on who's buying products. Um, but when it comes to women, they're typically buying vibrators. To men, they're typically buying other items to improve uh, either either items for themselves or when it comes to buying an item for the woman, it might be a blindfold, a handcuff, um, a bed sheet, a bed swing, not necessarily vibrators. So when it comes to women, they're buying for themselves. So they're buying that vibrator, that bullet, the, you know, the nipple clamp, things like this. Um, but when men, it's it's, I think in a man's mind, it's more about what can I use together with the woman um, that's that's a joint pleasure almost and less about what vibrator can I buy her so she can use it on her own. And do you think most products are bought for self-use or for enhancement and couple use? Good question. Hmm. I think most are bought for self-use. And you can also use that item with your partner too. But typically, um, I did work in a store, a friend of mine's store, for a week just as like an experiment to see like that whole interaction with retailers and what are they buying and what are they looking for. And the majority was for self-use. The majority, probably 90% was for self-use. A guy came in, he was a... Uh, I think he was a fireman by day, stripper by night, and he was looking for a pump that because the other dancers told him, you know, if you use a pump before you go on stage, it it makes you look bigger under your under your underwear. So he was looking for a pump for that purpose, and so that was interesting. But then the women that come in, they were typically looking for vibrators. And then let's see, I had a couple men coming in. A lot of men buy the pills, like the, you know, stay hard pills um, and DVDs. And there's not a lot of men buying vibrators unless they came in with a woman. And then it was and a you're couple talking about the glove, buy. right? The glove for the man with the new lubricant as well. Yeah, like uh, uh, we call them strokers. They they just look like tunnels of rubber, like a tunnel or a pipe almost shape, um, they'll use it for self-masturbation. And then are the vibrators and the toys great gifts? You know, like Christmas is coming up and people are always looking for stocking stuffers or 
Valentine presents and are people excited to get these kids or are they offended or are they is it, do you should you <laughs> give these as gifts it really depends on the person you're giving them to and and your relationship with them if it's for your girlfriend and you're sexually involved I I wouldn't see any problem with that I would see that she would be happy and excited to get something like that um, I have girlfriends I give vibrators to that don't use vibrators, and they're like, what is this? They're so embarrassed by it. But it, it's really to do with them and their acceptance of of their body and their sexual health. So it just depends. I mean, it's easy to 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 guess, but it really depends. Like, where is your relationship with them? Where do you want to take it? Is it too much? Like, I wouldn't go buy a humongous butt plug for my girlfriend if she is not into anal sex. And I wouldn't buy a humongous one anyway. So you you really have to tailor it to who you, who is your partner. It would be really cute to give your girlfriend a, a glass candy cane-shaped dildo for Christmas or, you know, some red satin ties for Valentine's Day, something like a little bullet in their stocking for Christmas would be really cute. I don't think anybody would be uh, offended by that. I love the whole industry. I love that there are chocolate paints and gifts that you can buy. I mean, on every level of pleasure, as you were saying, whether it's a whip or whether it's a feather or whatever that is that you can play with, that it's just such a huge gamut of opportunity and experiences. And I was actually, there was a television show called Berman and Berman. And I was on a show at one time and they gave, they were talking about sex toys and the entire studio audience went home with vibrators and people were so excited. You know, you would have thought you brought, gave every studio audience member a Porsche or a trip to Hawaii. It was like people were that excited to go home with vibrators and it was just really interesting. Just the level of joy and excitement and thrill and wonder and curiosity and the crowd went wild. I mean, truly went wild. Totally. I have a friend that has, um, she does a lot of charity work with the cancer organization, and she asked me for to donate some gift bags, like some some big, you know, filled with toys. And those items that I gave her were the highest grossing items for her charity. People are willing to spend money on it. They know they're going to get pleasure out of it. So I think they're just, they're they're more willing and it's fun. You're right. I love this. And how how do people find your products? Our products, um, we have a couple of different ways. If you want to learn about all of our products that we manufacture, you can go to xrbrands.com. That's X as in X-ray, R as in Rebecca, brands.com. And one of our retail sites is healthyandactive.com. All of our products are also on Amazon. Um, we have a healthy and active store on Amazon.com, which you can find all of our goodies. Um, if you want to, if you're looking for more of the advanced products, you can go to our ExtremeRestraints.com, and then we also have some male products for um, for our gay audience on BoysShop.com. And that's B-O-Y-Z, I believe, shop.com. Or in your local store. 
And do you offer gift certificates as well? We don't because um, on our webs, we're only web for our retail. All of the retail that's actually in the stores is through um, separate company retailers. So online, we don't do the gift, the gift purchases, but uh, or the gift cards. There's so much there. And then, do you have hard catalogs, or is it mostly online in which people are finding your products? Um, most people find our products online. We also advertise in a lot of the trade, mag- trade magazines like Xbiz and ABN. Uh, we do have hard catalogs. If uh, you'd like one, um, just email us at info, I-N-F-O, at xrbrands.com and just ask for a catalog. I can send you one. That's lovely. I so adore this industry. And I'm still going back to the fact that you were working in legal services or in enforcement. <laughs> it's just it's such a broad jump and I'm so thrilled and so pleased that you found this world. And I love the fact that you're developing products. The fact that you're creating, the fact that you were diving deeper as you were talking about the growth of this industry. All I could see for you is as these doors are opening, that your imagination and your inventions and everything, the ecstasy and creativity coming to play. And for you, it must be like a playground of opportunity that's just waiting for you every day. It definitely is. It's, you know, with when I wanted to go into law enforcement, you know, that was just one side of my talents. It's the attention to detail and, and uh, the strong... Um, um, force inside me as a woman wanting to be, um, you know, uh, make a difference in in some capacity. But when I took that and and moved into this other industry where it opened up the whole creative side of things for me, I was was set. I was happy. Um, I I can, it's definitely an attention to detail business. And with our company, we launch about six products a week. So it's it's a lot of work and it's... um, the labor of love for us, but um, I'm definitely happy in this business, and I, I'll, I'll end up retiring in this business one day. Just fascinating. And then when you talk about the different areas, from the vibrators to the bondage, you know, to the whips, and so do people know when they're coming to the website or when they're going into a store? like Pleasure Chest that we have here in Los Angeles. People are listening to this show from all over the world, from Malta, from South Africa, from France, from Europe. But when people are stepping into this world, do, do you think they have an idea of what they're looking for or is it just this incredible playground and forum and they go exploring? And is How does somebody navigate that world if they're new to it? If they're new to it, I would definitely ask for help when you walk into a store. That's the biggest thing is, you know, those sales reps there in a store are there to teach you, number one, and to really guide you to the best products for you. Um, so when you walk into a pleasure chest, don't be afraid to talk to the reps. They talk to people all day long. Um, that was one of the things, you know, when I worked for those two weeks in a store is that, people are really scared to open up sometimes. They just kind of want to browse around by themselves, not really knowing, you know, which one is the best performing one or which one would you recommend. So definitely 
be open. If you walk into a store, talk to the sales reps there, and you can really learn from them, and they can they can guide you every step of the way. If you're shopping online, you can you can always look for beginner toys if you are a beginner. And if you're not, most likely you know exactly what you want then if you're more advanced. This is just so beautiful. Well, as the holiday seasons approach, I imagine there are Mr. and Mrs. Clauses out there. (laughs) 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 Buying these toys and peppermint and chocolate delights. And what did you say that there was a candy cane shaped vibrator available for the holidays? There is a candy cane shaped glass dildo available. <laughs> and you can find it um on I believe it's on Healthy and Active. We sell it. It's in our Prisms line. And it's definitely available. And there's all kinds of red vibrators and red satin ties and blindfolds available for the uh Valentine's and Christmas theme. I love this. Well, I so appreciate you being with us today. And as we're coming to a close, I know that you were, I just wanted to come back to the beginning for a minute as we were talking about the fact that you have a teenage daughter. And I know a lot of people that are listening to this show, they're just starting relationships or they're just beginning their lives. And, and we have many people who, like you said, have been diving at relationships for years, multiple marriages, multiple lifetimes, multiple experiences. But is there a way to talk to our youth about being secure in their own body and in their own life and to feel good about themselves and to not be afraid of what's out there? I think, yeah, and I think it's important that you you do. I mean, my daughter and I are very open and you know, with our our world is definitely different from when I grew up. Um, you know, I remember when she came home at eight years old and told me, Mom, do you know there's there's a website called GaySex.com? And, you know, and, and I heard there was guys kissing each other's private parts on there. You know, that was an interesting day. Eight years old, your child coming to you at this point saying that. And my reaction was like, wow, really? I'm sure there is, you know, but... That's that's something that that's their choice and they're adults and they're allowed to do that. And I just have to emphasize that they're adults. So not making it taboo, but saying that it's something when you're a little older, at least for a 15-year-old now, um, you know, her friends are starting to have sex and, and with her it's just really respecting your body and who you're going to share it with and really enforcing that. And if she wants a toy when she's 18, absolutely. But you do have to, you know, follow the law and and make sure she's safe until that age where she makes her own decisions. So number one, respecting yourself, really Im- implementing that, and uh, and hoping for the best. I'd say. Amazing information, and I so appreciate you taking the time to come here today and to talk with our audience, and I love this field, and I love the fact that you have woven this tapestry so beautifully, 
that you've worked with these companies that you've created, that you've learned, that you've experienced, that you've taught, that you truly have taken your wisdom and your knowledge and your play and your fun and your sensibilities and everything that everybody's brought to you and you've been able to create really this fairy tale fantasy life that we call the happily ever after, which is truly the desire of the show is to be able to offer that to people. So thank you for being with us and I look forward to having you back again. Thanks, and it would be so wonderful and uh wishing you and your family a safe and a happy holiday season. And uh thank you so much, Rebecca Weinberg, for being with us today. Thank you, Nicole. It was my pleasure. All right. We look forward to having you again. Wow. What an incredible guest. I absolutely love what she's doing, and I love the fact that she was able to share so beautifully with her audience and all of the websites that she's working with. And what did she say? How many products a day go out? How many products are available on the website? It's absolutely mind-boggling and astounding, all that is available to us. And that's really the way to live the dream, to be able to cross those lines, to be able to truly be free and have that life that we always knew we dreamed of, desired, and deserved. So xrbrands.com, healthyandactive.com, extremerestraints.com, herboyshop.com, and just fascinating, phenomenal, amazing, wonderful gifts and products. So this is Nicole Brandon, and today's incredible, wonderful, special, unique, and spectacular guest, Rebecca Weinberg from Hourglass Bride, wishing you the happily ever. Don't forget to get a copy of today's show. Simply send a text message to 55678 and the message is Nicole and this will be downloaded into any mobile device. We'll see you next week.